From Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name is Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses In Her Boots project, providing training, resources, and support for women farmers. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and I'm the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. During these winter months, we're casting our interview net a bit wider, still talking to women farmers and also other women playing a variety of roles in organic food and farming, from agency women, authors and activists to entrepreneurs. Typically, you'll hear a series of interviews with the same woman over two months, with a new episode released every other Friday through the winter. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. Today's episode is with Kara O'Connor, Government Relations Director for the Wisconsin Farmers Union. Listen in as we dig into the heart of what needs to happen to really change our agricultural system, more women in leadership positions, especially elected office. Here's strategies and ideas to both spark your own advocacy and how we can all collaboratively support each other as women. As Government Relations Director for the Wisconsin Farmers Union, Kara advocates at the Capitol and throughout Wisconsin and beyond for policy that promotes healthy food in our communities, sustainable family farms, and stewardship of our land. Her prolific op-eds appear in media outlets throughout the state, and she was recently named one of Brava Magazine's Women to Watch for 2018, innovative women leaders who are making things happen in Madison and beyond. Welcome back. We have Kara O'Connor, the Government Relations Director for the Wisconsin Farmers Union, and we've been chatting with Kara about all kinds of things we can do under the policy realm and keeping active as women farmers. But we want to end things off with a real focus on that women's leadership aspect, because I don't think I even have to ask you this question, Kara. We need more women farmers in leadership positions. Absolutely. Yes. Why? Why from your perspective? I've seen women approach advocacy with a more collaborative attitude. And of course, you know, that's that's speaking in broad brushstrokes. There are men who are collaborative and women who aren't. But as a general rule, what I've experienced is that women are more likely to build relationships that endure for the long haul. And if I've learned anything in working in the policy realm, it's that you never know where you will find common cause on an issue. And so it really puts a premium on not burning bridges, developing relationships with uh, a variety of different types of people in um, in different realms. True. And leadership, particularly from a female farmer perspective, can take on different forms too, right? In the sense of there's running for elected office, and we definitely need that, but there's boards to serve on. There's advisory committees to serve on. There's a number of those outlets as well, even on the the local level. Uh, one thing I found interesting in the research on women's leadership too is women more than men need to be asked 
to run for an office, or that's typically the way we step up to that plate is our peers, our friends, other women encourage us. And that makes logical sense to us. You want to know someone has your back, do you know? But, but to that point, I know I've made it a real personal mission. Whenever I see anything come up of an opportunity to ask some woman I know to consider it. You do such a great job at that. Am I nagging people (laughs) to? No, because I I think um, women who are equally, if not more, you're absolutely right, women who are just as qualified, if not more, to run for an office are less likely to run than men because they think that they're not qualified. And so we can help each other by affirming to each other, you're absolutely qualified. I mean, frankly... There are a lot of pretty incompetent people in office right now. <laughs> really? And, yeah. and, How'd you get there? And um, so if ever you find yourself saying, I could do better than that, you're, you're probably right. That's what we had by us in my area of southern Wisconsin is we now have three, both women farmers and women with strong conservation and food roots on county board now. And it's exactly that response that that they had of we need new leadership i can do better i can bring things in that others wouldn't but we obviously do have a long way to go and another lens to look at it is picking your issue yes and just sticking to it and i think that's actually kind of how, how you and i first really cross-pollinated was how many years ago was it now four or five uh, when I remember clearly calling you for the first time on a policy issue of cottage food law in Wisconsin. And these are the state-specific laws that allow us to use our home kitchen to produce non-hazardous food for public sale. Great opportunity for farmers to diversify, value-added. And I had realized that Wisconsin had, at the time, one of the most restrictive laws in the country and that we couldn't sell baked goods, right? It's all about cookies. <laughs> And uh, long story short, thanks to your support and all of us sticking with it, we had to go through some other routes. We couldn't do the legislative side because things got bogged down and ended up in a lawsuit situation against the state. But right now we're at a point where people can bake in Wisconsin. And I learned through that process that sometimes leadership is patience (laughs) and you just stick with an issue and you get curveballs. But whatever it may be that we feel strongly about, to grab it and keep at it, especially if it's something like the cottage food law situation, that it could have fallen through the cracks otherwise. Yes. It, half a decade we've been working on that. <laughs> For cookies and, good, and democracy. Yes. Good thing Good thing the, the friendships were so great. You know, it really, um, I think that's one of the things that fuels me in this advocacy and government work as well, is that I get to work with some fantastic people. And um, people like you, all the other people who have advocated for the home baking laws to change, um, we have some fun along the way, and that's really important. It It is important, and, and that's one of the things that fuels it, the relationships. The other thing is, yes, definitely pick an issue that you care about and um, choose that as, you know, you are the one person in the universe that can articulate why that matters to you. Um, And you don't need to feel bad that the issue that your neighbor cares about or your friend cares about is not the one that you care about. We need everybody at the table talking about 
the issue that matters most to them or, or you know, the top five, um, that there's a real strength in that. And I think, too, that can be a good tactic, at least it was for me, when you may be at a stage of your life where you're busy with kids and other things going on, perhaps in your farm business, where running for county board isn't an option or going to committees meetings regularly or <laughs> those types of situations that when, for me, the whole championing of the cookie bill law came up that I I wasn't in a position to be at a lot of meetings or places. So I could send emails late at night, you know, I could nudge this, I could massage things along. And you're so right about the people, because that's what holds it together. Because with our efforts with the cottage food law, we had a lot of setbacks and curveballs. That's what I wasn't prepared for. It's Mm -hmm we tend to think, I tend to think, you know, you you get from point A to B and this is where it goes and things happen and people, there's players and there's curveballs and setbacks. But what I learned in the process too was there's also a lot of creativity in how you put back the pieces together. And that's the fun part. And if you're working with other friends, other women, you, you keep it going. Yes. Yep. That's for sure. Well, one thing, too, we were talking about the board bit uh, that I, I now vehemently do personally, but I, I started a couple years ago, is whenever I see anything come across my world, most likely my email inbox of an organization looking for a board member or anything along those lines, uh, to as we were talking about earlier, encourage a couple women to consider it. And even if you can't, even if you're not a a good life phase to take on this role or this time commitment, I I do believe there's strength in the ask and it plants a seed, you know? (laughs) I would make a particular pitch for women considering running for cooperative boards. Yes. And there are cooperatives all over the economy, especially in rural areas, um, because historically rural areas were those where the larger businesses didn't want to set up shop. And so we started cooperatives, farmer-led or community-led, to fill in where the the big business left off. Um, now we have rural electric cooperatives, supply cooperatives, all sorts of agricultural-related cooperatives. And those cooperatives only represent their members as well as members force them to or um, are participating in the leadership and running of the cooperatives. Um, and, And people's economic prospects are at stake. Yeah. So electric co-ops, you might be part of a different farmer co-op, food co-op, Telephone co-ops. Telephone co-ops. Yep. Um, All of those. And um, sometimes it's hard to – those seats tend to be ones where uh, someone is tapped from the inside. And um, breaking in can be challenging, but also a potential entree into um, some real leadership development. Sure. And sometimes, too, it's it's understanding – the system and how it works. And importantly, having women that we know in place to ask. That's what I've found too, is personally having a network and having networks that you can network into, like the Farmers Union and Moses and groups that know a lot of people. So when an opportunity comes up, we can connect and we know a woman, whatever, from a certain geographic region or with a certain background 
or a certain skill set that is needed for XYZ board or such and such opportunity. One thing I've been working on with uh, Renewing the Countryside has a program, an initiative to try to help support more women farmers to run for Farm Service Agency FSA county committees. And I found this fascinating because every county has a FSA committee of three to four elected people. You're elected by literally your LAA, your region of your county. And these are the people who really steward ag policy on the local level, aren't literally approving every loan application, but deal with issues when they come up. And it's a powerful position that a lot of women don't know about. A lot of farmers probably don't know about. We just get this ballot once a year in the mail that usually has one name on it. But but it's complex in that they only come up every couple of years and somebody you have to kind of identify when somebody isn't running but we need all these pieces in place and the more we know women period (laughs) we can do that i think the general orientation that i hope women will take on when they see an opportunity like that rather than saying i don't know what that is instead say i don't know what that is (laughs) (laughs) it's all in tone (laughs) But maybe I could. Maybe I could run for that if I knew more about it. Um, Why not me? Yeah, totally. And now there, too, are so many organizations and resources, both state-specific where you may live and national, to help women do those things. And I think, too, both women farmers and rural women's voices in general are so underrepresented at the planning table that, uh, particularly from a rural voice, we just we need more out there. Yes. And there's Absolutely. a I, oh, I'm fascinated too by when you dial in, particularly in rural communities, there is a lot of leadership infrastructure in place. We just haven't learned about it or been in a position to tap into it. Even though I've lived on our farm actually 21 years ago today, we bought it. You're still navigating the system of where you live. And there's things that uh, are always new to me. The other encouragement that I would give to women thinking about running for an office or putting throwing your hat in the ring for a leadership position is to talk to people who have that position now or have had it in the past. In a fair number of cases, um, the people who are in that leadership position may be only in it because they think nobody else is interested. And what can happen sometimes is Uh, The person, the incumbent says, well, I'd like to finish out my term or I'd like to do one more term. But after that, I've gotten to know you. I think that you'd be pretty good and I'd be happy to support you. Well, that endorsement from an outgoing board representative can be very powerful. And so if you can build that relationship um, with the person whose job you eventually want in advance, not only do you learn about what that job entails, but you may get a lot of tips and a leg up when um, maybe it's your turn to take over the reins. That's a great idea because I think part of it is too just our our good old Midwest cultural roots and sensibility where we don't like conflict. I'm probably not different in other parts of the state, you know, but uh, the idea of running against somebody is a tough road to pursue, but it could be done much more both effectively and uh, subtly isn't perhaps the right word, but it's relationship-based and having those discussions and knowing what positions are about. So yeah, when they do open up and they will, 
to your point, they may be wanting to open it up right now. It's just in a good way, people feel ownership and responsibility. I've been on this board and if I step down, nobody will, you know, there'll be a hole and, 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 but uh, raising your hand for those kind of things can go a long way. Yes. Awesome. All right. Well, we need you to run for office care, but we'll talk about that at another time. Terrific. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest, with the Moses In Her Boots project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, Moses. The mission of Moses is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on Moses, in her boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org.